Kitty J's grave. There is a sad little grave that lies at a crossroads alone, out on the bleakest part of Dartmoor. It is the grave of a young girl called Kitty J. And on this grave every day, come wind, rain or snow, are found fresh flowers. It is a mystery, you see, as to how they get there. Nobody knows who places the flowers on Kitty's grave. They have been put there since the late 1700s. Perhaps villagers who swore never to forget how they all played a part in a tragic story and so pass on the legacy from generation to generation in an effort to lift the guilt of turning their backs on a girl in need of support. Kitty was a young orphan, alone and lost in this world, and through a tragic story took her own life and was buried in a desolate place. Kitty is well remembered now by the villagers and by the world. Her story must have been a very, very sad moment in time. It is the late 18th century in the county of Devon. An orphaned baby is taken into the poorhouse at Newton Abbott. Poorhouses at this time provide three meals a day, clothing, medical care and education, and is a very harsh upbringing. This little girl has no name, so as was the custom of the day she was given the next letter in the alphabet of where they had progressed in naming the arrival of newly orphaned children, which was J, and so her surname became J. In those days, J was the word for prostitute, so she became Mary J. Mary J spent an unhappy childhood at the orphanage. She would have longed for the day when she would leave there and begin a new life working locally for some household or farm. When children reached their teens, they were sent from the poorhouse to work. When Mary reached the right age, she was sent to work on a farm near Manhattan on Dartmoor, possibly Ford Farm. It was here she was nicknamed Kitty. Life on an 18th century farm was not an easy task, and for a young girl it was brutal. She would be cleaning the farm, cleaning the clothes, be expected to help with the reaping at harvest time, weeding the gardens, feeding the livestock, and this was from early in the morning to late at night. A girl on a farm would be constantly working. 
This paid for her lodging and food with very little pay. But to Kitty, this was home, and better here than in the poorhouse. To have been given an affectionate nickname on the farm must have meant she was very much liked, and must have thought that she had found her first ever home. It was not long before she received the attentions of the farmer's son. This must have warmed her very soul, as it seemed to her she was becoming part of a family she had never known, having been alone all of her childhood. And so for the first time in her life she began to find happiness. The attention of the farmer's son brought her a security she had never known. She very quickly fell in love. Unfortunately, she was not expecting the speed of falling so quickly pregnant. Kitty knew from what she had heard from workhouse gossip that being with child out of wedlock was a sin and a crime. In the late 1700s, a young girl falling pregnant and not married was a disgrace to God and to the village community who would have been ashamed. It was deemed unlucky the devil's work, and living their lives by superstition, would shun such a girl and want her to leave the village. On telling her lover she had hoped he would do the honourable thing, but on finding out she was with his child he left her and did not see her again. Very soon the farmer caught on and wanted her to leave. This would have been a point of shame to him that a young girl in his care on his farm was pregnant, so he threw her out, a young defenceless girl with nowhere to go. Kitty fell into despair. The joy of a new life and happiness was short-lived, and she would now have to find another job or go back to the poorhouse, a choice she would never take. In the following weeks, she was seen wandering around the moor, going from farm to farm, asking for help. Pregnant and alone, she sunk deeper and deeper into despair and terror as the villagers ignored her and pushed her away. She was 17. Communities in those places and days were close-knit, and news travelled fast. Kitty knew only too well that the word had got around and she would never find work, which left her with the only prospect of returning in disgrace to the poorhouse. For some time she slept out on the moor and old farm buildings without food, help or money, which was a bitter experience and too hard for her to bear. And as she would not go back to the poorhouse pregnant, the notion of ending her life was the only thought that filled her mind. It was the one choice left for her and her baby she could not raise. Early one morning, she walked into a barn of an old ruined farm, near where she had been living, and away from mortal eyes, and without any thought at all, found a rope which she hooked over the crossbeam and ended her life. Kitty was gone. A passerby on seeing her raised the alarm at nearby Ford Farm. The farmer who threw her out, full of remorse, took down her broken, lifeless body and lay her gently on the ground. That day he took her to the local church, but they would not accept or bury her. 
It was the custom and the belief of these times that a suicide could not be buried on consecrated ground, so were buried alone at night on crossroads outside the village. This was to ensure that the restless soul could not return and haunt God-fearing people. He tried other churches in the area, but to no avail, and so with the only option left, he reluctantly took her body to the crossroads, up from the farm, and buried her under a mound where she rests to this day. Kitty J. This was the fate of pretty Kitty J, a young girl lost in a world that did not share responsibility and was based in such superstition that they could not even bury her in a churchyard. So she was buried at the crossroads of a lane and a moorland track in the middle of nowhere, and soon it became known as Kitty J's Grave. Kitty J's Grave. After some time, strange events started to take place. Kitty's restless ghost was seen, and on certain moonlit nights, a dark figure was also seen, kneeling over the sad little mound, with a bowed head and its face buried in its hands. This spectral figure wrapped in a thick black cloak is unknown as to who it could be. Some say the ghostly apparition is the spirit of the one responsible for driving Kitty from the farm. Maybe the farmer, or maybe the farmer's gutless son, who has been sent to make amends and stand vigil throughout eternity over the grave of his girl and his unborn child. The spirit of Kitty has been seen to this day, hovering over her mortal remains. If you believe in reincarnation, they say a suicide cannot be reborn for a very long time, so Kitty would still be lost in the corridors of time, her spirit confused and wandering around the moor where she was once seen, searching for help. People driving by late at night have seen that black hooded figure moving around the grave as if searching for someone or something. Ghost hunters have found themselves leaving the area, unable to cope with the eerie atmosphere out on Dartmoor, an area notorious for the ghosts of highwaymen and the spectral black hound. Today, people caught by her story have made Kitty's grave a pilgrimage, and come to visit and take photos, and speak of a very strange presence. And the flowers... What about the flowers? A secret pact, perhaps, kept by the descendants of the villagers who betrayed her, so they have vowed to never allow her to be forgotten? Even today, flowers were found on her grave. And this, for me, is what this story is about, an essence that people have created in honour of a young girl. The fact that flowers are placed there constantly and obviously by the locals is a very powerful spirit that allows us to meander for a time with these unseen forces. There are places in this world that cause you just for a moment to leave the madness and chaos of everyday life, to be able to think about something that seems to transport you elsewhere 
to another place and time that is so different from normal life, and where you feel you are in the presence of unseen energy. Maybe to our ancestors this was normal, but to us now so cut off from the natural worlds, we have lost this simple magic. Kitty J's grave is one such place, the atmosphere there is strong. A portal into another dimension. Yes, things happen around these places, strange things that cannot be easily explained. One final note. Sir Arthur Conan Doyle wanted to visit the grave when staying in the area to write his book on the Dartmoor Hound, and was, they say, very much affected by the strange atmosphere around Kitty's grave. By the 1820s, suicides were given sanctuary and buried finally in churchyards, and the old superstition that had been around for hundreds of years finally died out. So, Kitty J, you are safe in our consciousness now. You are no longer out there alone.